When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey folks, Jamie Hale here. And I'm Jim Ryan. And we just wanted to say before we get started with this week's show that we're going to get back to our normal production schedule here on the podcast. So that means we're going to start bringing you one show a week again, like usual, with the hope, of course, that the worst of this year's wildfires are behind us. Now, all that said, some of the outdoor spaces that many of us cherish have obviously been affected by the wildfires. And that includes two of the places that we reference in this week's show. One of which uh, we talked about is Ramona Falls, gorgeous waterfall up on Mount Hood, which authorities have said is almost inaccessible because of downed trees. So, Jamie, before you head out, it's best to take a look and do a little research to see the state of where you're going. Yeah, there, the other spot that we mentioned in this week's show is Silver Falls State Park, um, which wasn't burned directly. A, a small piece of the park was. So most of the park is is open and uh, ready for visitors. Um, as we're recording this, the State Parks Department has said that the South Falls day use area um, as well as the North Falls and Winter Falls trailheads are all open. So that includes the Trail of Tin Falls. You can go hike that, see the beautiful fall color there. Um, but that all other trails, trailheads, and the campground facilities remain closed due to those fires that are um, still active nearby. So, you know, Jim, like you said, before going out, make sure you check whether it's state parks, the U.S. Forest Service. Um, just see what the status is of the hike that you want to go before you go do it. Um, and be careful out there. There are still wildfires burning, and we want to make sure that we're safe as we're traveling around seeing our fall colors this season. Here's the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan, and together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And I don't know about you, Jamie, but as we slip into fall, one of the things I'm most excited about is seeing some of the Northwest's beautiful fall color. You know, Jim, Oregon is famous for its evergreen forests, so it can be easy to forget that we have fall color here at all. And while they may not rival like New England or other mm -hmm. places around the country, there's still a lot of really great places to see those 
beautiful displays of yellow, orange, and red around the Northwest. Yeah, I mean, so full disclosure here, Jamie, I am from Michigan, and it's not quite, well, I shouldn't say full disclosure, I'm from Michigan. We've mentioned that before. I'm from Michigan. Uh, I'm proud of being from Michigan. I feel very strongly uh, connected to the place where I grew up. And I have to say, the colors are exquisite there. Really good. It's one of the things that I miss about being in Michigan. I don't miss, however, uh, raking our yard for seemingly like an entire (laughs) season. It's one of those things where like uh, the leaves fall, you rake, they fall again, it rains, the leaves get really heavy, you rake. It's the worst. It's just one of those things where you're not doing this in one fell swoop. I don't miss that, but the fall color, Jamie, is super good. So I'm assigning you a mission right now on this here <laughs> okay. podcast. And, and and don't take this as I, I don't like Oregon fall color. I do. I think it's great. But convince me that it is top tier on uh-huh. this podcast here today. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, as a native Oregonian, I do feel a lot of pride in our falls as well. And that's no knock, of course, on, you know, you as a Michigander. I think that Michigan's fall color is I'm sure phenomenal. I have not seen it myself. I've seen it back east in New England. It's just gorgeous. I mean, the thing about, I think, Oregon's fall color is that it is a little bit unexpected. And it's kind of threaded out into little places. So you kind of have to go seek it out a lot of times. Mm -hmm. It's not just any old drive is going to show you this fireworks burst of colors in the trees. You really kind of have to find these little pockets of it. So, Jim, every, ever since starting the Travel Beat a few years ago, I've written something about fall color every year, uh, whether it's hikes or road trips or adventures, you name it. So for this week's show, what I wanted to do, and I think this will satisfy your mission, is I dove into the archives to pull out six of my favorite places to go see fall color around Oregon. So I figured maybe we could just run down each one, um, starting at six and going to number one. And I think, Jim, I hope, Jim, by the end, <laughs> you will feel convinced that Oregon's fall color, well, maybe not like Michigan's, is certainly worth going out and seeking. Well, I'll tell you what. I already agree with the premise. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to be that hard of a sell because I have also been okay, wowed by portions of the fall color. But I mean, newsflash here, we've got loads of evergreens uh, here in the Northwest. We just do. And uh, it's not the same as Michigan where a lot of trees are changing color. You don't have to work hard for it in any capacity. They're all around you. And I have to say... I'm hoping to do a little bit of uh, fall color specific exploring or at least exploring featuring fall color this year. And I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe we can talk about that a little later in the show. Jamie, you are the man with the list. But before we get there, uh, it's just worth a reminder to folks. Now is probably not the time to chart a road trip, say, all the way back to New England to go visit the fall colors It's still time to heed uh, some COVID recommendations among the things uh, that folks are still saying is staying reasonably close to home. Uh, If you do travel farther, uh, being cognizant of the communities that you're visiting, making sure that you are carrying supplies so you're reasonably self-sufficient, i.e. not relying on a ton of public facilities, 
choices, uh, maybe not to eat inside at restaurants, things like that. Um, so all that aside, Jamie, let's get to the fun stuff. Uh, what's number six on the list? Lay it on me. Well, starting in at the bottom of the list is, I think, a place that is pretty close to home, actually, um, for those of us who live around the Portland area anyway, and that is Portland itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, you know, kind of cheating a little bit because it's not a big destination for those of us who already live here. But if you're talking about where can you see some good fall color action, Portland is a phenomenal spot. I mean, look, you have Forest Park, which is primarily full of maple trees, which turn color. You have the Japanese Garden in Washington Park. You have the Lansu Chinese Garden as well. Um, and you have all kinds of regular city parks. You've got the park blocks downtown, all these areas that are full of deciduous trees and that are manicured to show them off. So, I mean, if you if you really want to stay close to home and see some, you can just stay right here in Portland and, you know, go to the Hoyt Arboretum or, you know, mm. go up to any number of places. Um, Pittock Mansion's another good spot. There's all these attractions around town that you can see beautiful fall color at real close to home. Yeah. Forest Park, I don't know why that didn't immediately come to mind as an option. In the fall of 2019, uh, did a big run on the Wildwood Trail in Forest Park. And remember labeling, you know, hey, the the hazard here of this trip is that there were a bunch of leaves down on the trail. And uh, just be careful so you don't twist an ankle or whatnot. But uh, I think I, I probably missed a good bit of the actual fall color there. But man, what a good option. Close to home, easy, and, uh, you know, good workout while you're at it. Yeah, Forest Park, one note about that, the the park is almost 50% maple trees and only about 20% Douglas fir, at least when I last looked this up a few years ago. So, I mean, we think about these Douglas fir forests being so Oregon, but in the biggest urban park in Oregon and in the country, you have a, a park that is full of deciduous trees that is just beautiful when they turn color for fall. Loving it. Uh, Jamie, number five on the list, also for Portland folks, Portland area folks, you don't have to go very far. Savvy Island, uh, another good choice. Savvy Island is another one of these areas that's just full of deciduous trees. You've got a lot of oak trees out there in Savvy Island that turn beautiful yellow in the fall. Um, and a lot of just wooded trails and these kind of like wetland areas. So it's also a great spot to go bird watching if you're into mm-hmm. that as some of the migratory birds return for the season. Um, and the crowds, you know, typically thin out a little bit in the fall. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to see as many of the, you know, pumpkin patch, corn maze crowds that we're used to seeing on Savvy Island. I mean, I could be wrong about that. Uh, so it could be that this fall is an especially good time to go there when you might see some less traffic than you, you would see normally. Yeah, I mean, kind of chalk that up as to anybody's guess who knows it could be doubling down on the pumpkin patch <laughs> traffic true. this year for that's all true. we know um but you know that said uh we can always go with the jamie hale rule which is go during the evening time go mm-hmm. on a weekday go when other people aren't going and you're probably going to be able to find yourself a little bit of solitude at least relative solitude totally yeah i mean that's that's a good rule of thumb and to have a backup plan where you see traffic backed up at savvy island over the course of the summer, just, you know, for miles and miles and miles. And folks, if you get onto Savvy Island and there is a traffic jam for miles, 
turn around as soon as you can and, and go back because you're not finding a parking spot where all those cars are going. Get the heck out of there. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and I would say, too, uh, Savi is a spot where you can do, you know, it's no uh, northeast uh, color tour from the car, if you will. But you can see a lot of those colors without even leaving uh, the comfort of your automobile, your bicycle, whatever your means of transportation is. You can see it from the road, folks. Uh, so you go on a Wednesday afternoon, you can probably uh, get a pretty good peek without doing too much work. Totally. And so for number four in the list, we're going to go just a little farther afield, um, getting out of the Portland area to the Deschutes River. Uh, now, the Deschutes, there's a lot of different areas where you can kind of go along the Deschutes. I have personally seen some fall color kind of in the Bend area. Um, and where the Deschutes River Trail runs along some waterfalls through mm-hmm. some forests of pine, um, they're kind of known for those those pine forests. But there's also a lot of really beautiful deciduous trees that grow alongside the river there that just turn this brilliant color of yellow when the fall hits. It's gorgeous. Jim, have you done much along the Deschutes in the fall? I've done some hiking down there kind of in the wintertime. Um, I've been in Bend. You know, I have folks down there, so I usually go around Thanksgiving, but that's a little late. So the short answer is not really, man. I think it's worth exploring a little bit more. It's one of the rivers I've wanted to check out um, a little bit more than I have before. You know, I think as you get lower on the Deschutes or farther north, as the case may be, towards the Columbia River, there's some really good options in there as well. Um, even if it's just the Deschutes River State Park, there's definitely some trees that grow alongside that river there that I'm sure are just going to be oh, yeah. gorgeous in the fall. So whether you're hiking or you're kayaking or you're rafting, um, depending on the water level and the conditions, it can be a really, really nice spot to check out once the fall color comes. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw kind of one of our standard disclaimers on this little bit of the conversation, which is Bend is one of those places that has said, uh, you know, tourists, please come back a different time. COVID safety is paramount right now. So think twice before heading to Bend specifically, but plenty of other uh, spots along the Deschutes where you can most likely find yourself a little glimpse of fall color. Jamie, rolling on to number three on your list. This is a particularly good one, I can tell already. Uh, Silver Falls <laughs> State Park. Jamie, this has got to be good. It's a classic. It's a classic fall spot. I mean, look, Silver Falls is great pretty much any season. Um, it gets a little dicey in the wintertime. But the fall, I think, is one of the best times to go because if, especially if you're a photographer and you like getting pictures of those waterfalls there, what you have is a lot of yellow leaves, orange leaves, um, some green leaves turning in between those colors that are framing a lot of the waterfalls. So you can get pictures, especially as the sun is shining through and illuminating these leaves. You can get pictures of that big burst of color right next to that gorgeous waterfall coming in. And there's just so many deciduous trees throughout that canyon in which all those waterfalls flow. And while the falls might not be as big or as active as they are in the springtime, mm-hmm. usually they're still going fairly strong and you can still see some water coming out of there. It's just a really nice place to go hiking, to get out, get a breath of fresh air. Um, I will say, Jim, that this is another spot that tends to get crowded, um, probably especially these days. So again, like we said, weekdays are great. First thing in the morning or later in the afternoon, early evening, um, depending on how much light you have. It's someplace that you can go and just get 
a quick look from one of the viewpoints, or you can spend all day doing the Trail of Ten Falls. There's a lot of ways to go about doing it. But once the leaves turn there, it's one of my favorite spots in Oregon to see the fall color. Yeah. And worth saying, everything on this list so far, you know, for those of us in the Portland metro or elsewhere in the Willamette Valley, all of these are fairly reasonable day trips, Uh, maybe longer depending on where you live. But at least for Portland centric folks, each of these are completely doable and something where you're not going to have to stop and do multiple meals, so on and so forth, if you plan ahead. So moral of the story, I'm getting from, you know, numbers six through three here. You don't really have to work all that hard, travel all that far to see some really good glimpses of kind of what makes fall here in Oregon. Pretty darn cool. Now, Jamie, we've got two more on your list, and I peeked at the script, I'll admit, uh, (laughs) and we've got a bonus as well. So we've got three more on the list, but why don't we hit those right after a short break? All right, folks, we are back talking fall color here in the Pacific Northwest. It is Jamie's mission on this podcast episode to convince me that Oregon is a top flight destination for seeing fall colors. And If anything, these last couple items are going to be the ones that convince me. Jamie, what's number two on the list? Jim, once we're getting to the top of the list here, we're at kind of the showstoppers. Um, And for now, we've talked about some places pretty close to the Portland area. But for number two, um, I've got a place that's just about as far away from Portland as you can get (laughs) while staying in Oregon. And that is Steens Mountain. Oh, yes. So we've talked a little bit about Steens Mountain before, and it's a a place that is a beautiful spot to drive pretty much any time of year as long as the snow allows. I think, though, that the fall, once you get the fall colors in there in, you know, October, early October or so, it is a phenomenally beautiful spot. So as you go up Steens Mountain, there's all these little gorges that are carved into the side of it. And in a lot of those gorges, you'll see aspen trees. So Oregon isn't really known for its aspen trees. You think of like, I don't know, Colorado, Mm -hmm. I guess, because they have a town named after them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But there's a a lot of aspen trees and little pockets around Oregon. And Steens Mountain is one of those little pockets. And so the aspen trees will turn these beautiful colors. Um, You know, you've got the green leaves and then you've got the yellow and the orange and the red. So looking into the canyons as you're driving up to the top of Steens Mountain, you can just see these basically little fields of beautiful color in what is otherwise kind of this rugged desert environment. And that contrast is gorgeous, especially if you get there at the right time of the year and the weather is right. You get a little bit of snow on the ground as well. That white against the colors, against that sort of yellow grass of the late summer desert is just beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm looking right now. I don't know if you could hear me typing away on my laptop computer here. (laughs) I'm looking now at a story that you publish in October of 2019. And we can link to this in the show notes here. But throwing some of this fall color on display, I knew I had seen photos from this area before. This is top notch. This is uh, the 10 out of 10. I'm surprised that you're going to have anything ahead of this on the list because this fall color is gorgeous. You're absolutely right about mixing with a little dusting of snow there to really make those colors pop. 
uh, extremely pretty. You got to work for it. This one more mm-hmm. than a day trip and man, just looks super pretty. I have not been down there this time of year. I have not been down there at all, actually. Um, almost made a trip this spring sometime this year. I don't even remember when I almost made that trip. Time is relative, Jamie. Uh, time is relative. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even remember when it was that I almost made that trip. It could have been a year and a half ago, for all I know. Um, Who knows? Maybe it was like last December, October. I don't know. November. It'll come to you. It might. It probably won't, though. Uh, time is relative, <laughs> my friend, um, as we sit here and record podcasts in our closets uh, amid a global pandemic. Let's take it away from that. That is no fun. What is fun is number one on the list. You like that segue? Uh, that was a great segue. <laughs> there we that. go. Number one on the list, Jamie. I do a drum roll, but uh, I'm a little scrunched up in the closet here. What do you got for me? Okay. So, to, to add to the drama here, I'm going to just play it out a little bit. So Steens Mountain, of course, I think one of the best things about it is it has these really great dramatic views. In addition to the beautiful trees, you've got a Kiger Gorge, you've got the view from on top of Steens Mountain. It's just so dramatic. And I think what makes Oregon fall color so great is not just the color of the trees themselves, but these spectacular landscapes that you get on top of it. So what combines those better? than seeing fall color at two of the most spectacular landscapes in Oregon, Mount Hood and the Columbia River Gorge. Uh So number one on this list is both of those two, driving the Mount Hood-Columbia River Gorge loop along two scenic byways. You get to drive through the gorge where you see all those little, just like pockets of colors of trees coming up in the midst of all those evergreens. It's a gorgeous sight. Um, driving alongside the old historic Columbia River Highway and then getting to Hood River, maybe, you know, um, stopping for some views there and heading up to Mount Hood. And Jim, I know that you know <laughs> that view of Mount Hood <laughs> coming from Hood River is spectacular all the way. So this is one of those things that like, even if you don't get out and do anything, like, look, there's lots of great places to hike, viewpoints to soak in along the way. But even if you just want to stay in your car, it is a top tier trip in Oregon and especially this time of year when the fall color comes. Oh yeah. And I mean, especially once you get, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it comes soon. That little dusting of snow up in the mountains to kind of, Mm -hmm. to kind of contrast that uh, fall color, man, amazing views. I love getting on Oregon 35 from hood river going just a little bit. And then it's like, bam, the mountain is right there right in your face, a different view than you get coming up, uh, you know, 26 from the Portland area. Man, I in particular uh, am interested in if you have any specific place destinations up on the mountain uh, for the fall, for seeing fall color, because, you know, I've got a little bit of uh, vacation time to use and, you know, a little bit of uh, excursion featuring a foray. Uh, I was trying to do some alliteration there, featuring a foray, but I, I can't pull it off. <laughs> featuring some fall color would be pretty nice. Any specifics for uh, the intrepid traveler here? I'll tell you what, I did Ramona Falls just the beginning of the fall color season last year. And if you can get there before the rains come back, and it's going to depend on how the weather is, and before the Sandy River gets too high and unsafe to cross, 
Ramona Falls is a great spot with a lot of deciduous trees in there that looks beautiful. And there's a spot on the trail just after you cross over the Sandy River. If you look to your right, you can see Mount Hood, bam, right there. And it's just framed by some of the trees growing alongside the river that will turn color in the fall. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good and good safety info on that river crossing as well. You would not want to be out there um, if the river crossing is getting to a point where it feels unsafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, would recommend against that for sure. So, uh, Jamie, that is an extremely solid number one pick. I, I say in all regards, I teased out here the bonus of the John Day fossil beds. You wrote this down. <laughs> I hadn't even considered it. Uh, it's got to be good if you're leaving it for last. Well, look, it, it, it's uh, it's a bonus because, you know, when we talk about fall color, we think about the color of trees. And look, the John Day Fossil Beds is not a place to find trees. It's <laughs> just not. not a lot of, I'm curious on this here. No. But it is, if you want to find colorful landscapes in the fall, <laughs> John Day Fossil Beds is a great spot to do it because it's colorful all times of year the colors change depending on the light and once you get to the fall the temperature drops down there and it can be a lot more bearable to go out and actually explore it so head out there if you want to see some other kinds of fall color john day fossil beds go see the painted hills blue basin some of the other stuff out there it's a supremely good spot to go spend a day or a couple of days I'm less confused now. This is good. Uh, This is good. (laughs) So John Day fossil beds are the bonus, but don't expect to get a lot of foliage when you're out there. Expect to see the same colors as always, but with more bearable temps. So I have one more question, (laughs) Jamie, before we wrap up our conversation here about fall color. We've been talking about it the whole time, but we never raised the simple question. When is peak fall color? Yeah, that's like the the question everyone wants to know because, I mean, because here in the beginning of October, the color is just starting to turn, but we haven't really quite hit the peak of it yet, typically speaking. So there's a resource that I really like. It's kind of a, a weird one. It's um, this website run by a travel agency for the Great Smoky Mountains, which is nothing to do <laughs> yeah. with the Pacific Northwest I was at say, all. say, where are you going but, with this one? But they have, if you go to smokymountains.com, They have a fall foliage prediction map for the whole country. Hmm. And it's like county by county. And they will show you when the color starts to turn and when it hits peak and when it has stopped and has gone beyond that peak time. It's actually, it's a weird place to go for, but it's a really, really good resource. So looking at this, you can see fall color hitting around October 12th for the eastern side of the Cascades. And as we get around to October 19th, you can see peak fall color for much of the state. And then it kind of, you know, ends around the end of October. So if you're looking to hit that peak fall color, I'd say early to mid October is your best bet to go out there. You heard it here first, folks. Head to the Great Smoky Mountains website uh, to find your peak, uh, <laughs> your, your peak Northwest fall color. No podcast pun intended. Um <laughs> Jamie, this is great. I'll throw one more plug out there for any folks listening from the great state of Washington or looking to do a little safe and responsible travel. There are some really good 
amazingly beautiful places to see larch trees up in Washington. Do a little Googling and I'm sure you can find it. But the larches are absolutely golden, gorgeous in the fall and worth a look if that is your kind of thing. I think the Enchantments is a specific, a specifically beautiful spot for larch trees and that whole area around Leavenworth, Icicle Gorge is another spot for um, not larches, but for deciduous trees that turn, turn yellow. That is, I think, one of the best fall spots in uh, the Pacific Northwest. A little bit earlier in the season, I think, is when it starts to turn. Um, but check out Leavenworth for sure in that area as well. That's the area I was referring to, Jamie. You read my mind. <laughs> there we go. Well, Jamie, uh, I think I am sufficiently convinced. Good. Uh, you know, I will still hold allegiance to my home state <laughs> in this regard, and I will still continue to miss the fall colors back home, but I will hand it to Oregon. And let's be honest, I would have before we started recording this show anyhow, but it, it institutes a nice point of tension uh, that Oregon's a great place to see fall color, even fall color, Jamie, that is not on the trees in the John Day fossil beds. So That's right. It's color everywhere. Everywhere, my friend. Well, all of that said, Jamie, um, I think it's time to say goodbye for now. But go out there, folks. Enjoy some of the fall color yourself. Uh, you can report back and tell us what you saw. But for now, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest. And of course, view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. And folks, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts and support this show and our local journalism by considering a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details about that on OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the podcast was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Elliot News. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.